Hi, welcome to For the Culture Canada, the center point of art and entrepreneurship. Today I have a little bit of a different kind of guest. This is somebody that actually doesn't have a huge presence currently at the time of the recording of social media at all or even a whole lot of like video presence but the strange thing is and see i would normally get somebody like this on my interview but the interesting thing is he's got a music video out with baby no money a vancouver-based artist with over a million views and i've seen his work and it's it's sick it's incredibly creative and it's very well done uh it looks very high quality very professional and I'm just so baffled. I'm so baffled by what I saw. And uh, this is a Pentic. This is an artist based out of Penticton who uh, has studied at this uh, at Cato. Uh, you'll learn about that later. And uh, I am, of course, talking about Drake Richardson. How you doing, man? I'm doing really good. That's good. That's good. You, you had a good day so far. Yeah, it's been really good so far. You know. Just yeah. Good weather. Good. Good town. Okay. Sick. Sick. Okay. So. Uh, before we get into like everything, I want to know where are you from? Obviously Penticton, right? Yeah. So originally I was born in Penticton, born and raised. Um, and then after that I moved to Kelowna about a year ago, um, for school. What are you taking in school? Um, so right now I'm in filmmaking at the Center for Art and Technology. Okay. Um, it's a, about a year and a half program. Um, pretty much just goes over every different kind of aspect in filmmaking. Right. Um, yeah. Okay, so um, how did you get into filmmaking in the first place? Um, that's a really good question. Um, so kind of like the, the, the origin of filmmaking for me, um, I would say, was basically when I was a child. Mm. Um, I'm an only child, so I kind of grew up kind of immersing myself in different universes and films and all that kind of stuff. Um, but then kind of later on in my, um, my grad year, um, I took a history through film class. Mm-hmm. And that's really what kind of put film kind of in the, the forefront of my mind, um, watching like classic movies mm-hmm. and just kind of seeing that they, they, they went deeper than just entertainment for most people. Like they would impact like politics and all this different kind of stuff. Right. And they're really just such kind of a, an impactful thing to me. Right. What about it impacts you so much though? Um, well, coming, coming, going back to kind of like my childhood would be just immersing myself in a different just a different universe altogether. Right. Just sort of leave reality. Exactly. And embrace. Okay. What were the things that, what was your favorite, say, series or movies or universes that you were a part of? Um, I would say when I was a kid, um, like the original Star Wars trilogy. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. definitely what kind of put me in, into film the most. Okay. What's your favorite of the, of the original three? Um, I would say Empire Strikes Back. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So episode four. Um, that's five. Five. Okay. Sorry. My bad. I haven't yeah. watched Star Wars in a long time. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> cool. That I think I remember that being like a really, really good one too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what do you think of the prequels? Um, I'm not the biggest fan, but I mean, as a kid, I, I had no kind of like critical mindset against them. You know, I was just so, so for it. Right. I remember watching all six movies once when I was younger and then I revisited all six again later Mm -hmm. and how I did it was the first time I just watched it from one to six and then I watched then four four to six then one to three the second time and I just remember going man the only parts of the prequels that were good is basically the last 30 minutes of episode three. <laughs> Everything else is bullshit. <laughs> I, I'm just like, I don't care about any of these characters. I'm so bored. It's just, yeah. it's not a very compelling story for me. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, okay, so there's that. Uh, what did you What did you think of uh, What did you think of like episodes? No, what is it? Uh, seven and eight so far. Seven and eight so far. I like seven. Okay. Um, eight was definitely a miss for me. Yeah. Wasn't the biggest fan of that one, but I mean, they they tried. Right. You know? Right, that's fair. I I'm not much of a Star Wars guy, man, as you obviously can tell. <laughs> I have I haven't seen episode eight. I've seen episode seven. I remember thinking that was like all right, not bad. Yeah. But anyway, okay. So moving on, Star Wars. Uh, anything else that you were really really keen on growing up? Oh man, um, I was definitely into the Godfather like really hard in during my grad year. That was like mm. that was my favorite movie. Yeah, those are classics. Yeah. Um, I don't I haven't seen them yet, but do you disregard the third one? I honestly, for the longest time, actually, I don't even think I've watched the third one. I think I just decided to not ruin kind of my <laughs> mindset on it, and I just kind of skipped that one. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Uh, fair, fair. Uh, okay, cool. And so after after graduation, um, so obviously you graduated in Penticton. Yep. So why did you... So there's so much out there in terms of like filmmaking online, right? It's such a, a, a big market right now. It's right. become so saturated. What made, what made you want to go to Cato versus just going to say YouTube university and stuff like that? Right. That's a really good question. Um, honestly, I would say that the teacher kind of like our, our department head at the school there, he was really what kind of sold me on the, the school and the okay. idea of actually going and getting like a legitimate kind of education right. as far as filmmaking goes. Right. Um, just because like as somebody who has been in the industry for over 30 years, I kind of figured there's such a pool of knowledge in there that I wouldn't get otherwise by just True. going on YouTube. True. Um, so that's kind of what really pushed me to go and, and pursue school there. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. What do you like about it so far? So far, um, one of the nicest things there is that we have our own production studio. Um, so we have like this huge kind of like white painted room where we can really do anything in. And even in the, the baby, no money video, we used it for some of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. How did you, how did you make that video? By the way, it was you and two other people, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was me, um, two of my other buddies from my class, uh, Rob and Josh. Mm -hmm. And then, um, we had an editor down in LA who worked on it as well. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. How much was it all him doing the editing? Um, no. So I had like an original cut done. Um, mm-hmm. and then he sent it to LA to have it edited there. And that's where they did most of the like animation and all that kind of stuff. Oh, I see. So sort of like the, uh, really kind of like crazy psychedelic sort of animations and stuff. Yeah. Kaleidoscopes and whatever. Uh, we did most of the kaleidoscope stuff. It was mostly like the kind of like the character that was kind of flying around the screen and all that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, you know, I was just watching the video and I was just like, okay, this is cool, this is cool. And I'm like, Best Buy. And I'm like, holy shit, that's our mall. <laughs> yeah, literally. It's got over a million views. I'm like, oh, all of the, oh, pretty much all of this was filmed in Kelowna, wasn't it? Yeah, that's honestly like, as far as that music video goes, that's probably my favorite part is yeah. that it's like so like noticeable in Kelowna. <laughs> um, and it was just really cool to be able to do that here, honestly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Things. How did you get in contact with them? Um, so that's a really interesting story. Um, so kind of where that starts, um, is at a party at UBCO. Um, so basically, um, one night I went out there with a couple of friends and I was like super drunk at this point. So, (laughs) and I just walked into like a random dorm and I saw a guy sitting at a table and he looked exactly like Johnny Depp. Oh, so I had to approach him and it turns out that that was baby no money. And then kind of from there we, we linked up and I told him that I was in film and then he did music and he wanted to do a video. Right. Um, and yeah, the rest is kind of history, honestly. Sick. Very cool. How many music videos have you done now since? 
since that, um, we did that one, and then I did one in Vancouver that didn't get cleared, unfortunately. Really? Why? Um, it was the, the artist manager didn't think it really worked out with his kind of social media... Branding? Yeah, exactly. I see. Yep. That makes sense. That's too bad. Yeah. Um, did you do it for free, or did you get paid for it? Um, we did that one for free. Okay. Um, it honestly cost us a lot to go down to Vancouver and be able to do it. That was a, an interesting story. Okay. Um, Tell us about it. Yeah, definitely. So basically what happened was we went down there, super like high hopes for this this music video. The song is really good. It's a really good song we were, we were really excited for. Yeah. Um, and basically we went down there and the first night we stayed at just a crummy, crummy motel. It wasn't the worst, wasn't the best, you know, that kind of thing. Right. Second night, um, we left our car parked in a parking garage, downtown Vancouver. And we had all of our gear in it, like all of our like super expensive like film equipment. And we were like, all right, well, this garage kind of gets locked up overnight, so it should be fine. Um, and we went and we stayed at our buddy's place. We got up super early to get back to the parking garage right when they opened. And when we got there, um, the car was broken into and like most of our like film equipment was stolen. And then we were like, all right, this is going like really badly so far. Damn, dude. I'm so sorry. Yeah. It, it wasn't the best, but I mean, we still shot the video. We still got everything done. How'd you shoot if a bunch of your stuff was stolen? Um, basically, all that was stolen was like our stabilizer for our camera. Oh, gimbal. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, but we still had all of our cameras. Um, Where'd you keep your cameras while everything else was in your car? Well, that was all in the trunk. Oh, okay. So they didn't get into that, but they did get into like the back seat. Right, yeah. yeah. You know, my brother's gotten his uh, shit stolen into, and uh, I drive a fairly, I'm not going to say what it is, but I drive a fairly uh, commonly broken into car, mm-hmm. and so I've always made a habit to put all my shit in the trunk. I Maybe I shouldn't even say that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I'd never want anything visible that's worth of any value. Exactly. You know? Because, uh, you know, that's that's just what's going to bait everybody in. And there's a bunch of scumbags around. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, that was definitely a learning experience for sure. Um, and, I mean, I honestly think that film school is kind of like the nicest thing about that is that so far everything is just, this is where we can learn. Yeah. As soon as we graduate, it's not really a place where we can really learn from that. It's mostly just a mistake and we'll probably end up getting fired or something like that. Mm, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, cool. Um, and so, are you working on any music videos now recently at all? Um, so, right now, um, the project that I have working on is a documentary. Okay. So, I'm doing a documentary on the, um, the music industry in Kelowna. Right. Um, and so far, it's been really interesting. Okay. Um, kind of the, the most interesting thing right now is that kind of we heard that Center of Gravity isn't coming back. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, I haven't really talked to anybody about that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's kind of my next thing is to, to put that into the video and talk about that. Right, right. So um, what about the music industry are you documenting? I think I remember reading that you wanted to specifically talk about the electronic scene around here. Right, yeah. So I've been talking to a lot of DJs, and I find that the electronic scene here is really interesting. Okay. Um, because we had artists in the past that actually made it really big. True. Kind of like during the dubstep age of music. Yeah, Dat Sick, and I think Excision as well. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it's really interesting to talk to DJs, um, who work locally because yeah. they have a lot of insight into who those people are and kind of where the music scene is going and, and what it's doing right now. Yeah. 
Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Um, and so who have you interviewed so far regarding that or um, talking, spoken to? Yeah, so right now I've talked to Brandon. Um, he's a local DJ. Brandon um, Tate? Yeah. 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 He's a super cool Hype guy. Future. Yeah. Love that guy. Um, he's super nice. Um, so I've talked to him and then I'm also going to have to talk to my, my cousin Lane. He does a lot of organizing for UBCO. I see. Um, and all that kind of stuff. Right. But yeah, I, I'm really excited for it. It's going to be a really cool project. Cool. Um, who else do you have uh, in the pipe for lineup or sorry, people that you want to speak to? Um, honestly, it'd be really cool now to get on somebody who worked with UBC or not UBCO, but with um, Center of Gravity. Right. And bring somebody in who worked on that and kind of talk to them and see what they kind of think the future is for Kelowna and festivals. Right. What, what do you think about Center of Gravity being, uh, well, not happening this year? Um, I honestly don't think it's the worst thing to happen. Um, I feel like being able to take a step back and kind of rethink everything and come back in the future with something that's even bigger, that could be really interesting. Yeah. And I think that'd be really beneficial to Kelowna. Yeah. A hundred percent because they had a really good thing going on last year. Last year was one of the biggest years of center of gravity I've ever seen. Yeah. And to me, I, I, you know, center of gravity has always had this sort of like reputation of sort of being like, Oh, what, you know, like, and, and, um, frankly, as I've kind of grown older, I've kind of actually gone like, man, you know what? That seems like a cool place to, you know, I kind of want to go there, you know? Yeah. And especially last year, they had Wu-Tang Clan. They had uh, Schoolboy Q, I think, the year before that. And, um, you know, they're just getting all these, like, actual big people. They're actually getting numbers. They're they're doing all sorts of really cool stuff. And I'm just sort of like, you know what? They're, they're doing something really sick. And yeah. so I'm really excited to see what they end up doing uh, the following year when they do come back and revamp everything. I think it's frankly smart for them to be able to say, Hey, you know what? We're going to just chill for a moment. We're going to come back into it and we're, we're going to be even better. And I think that's a sick strategy. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's not the end of the, w- the world either. Cause we still have like frosh and like the UBCO events that people can go to. Yeah. True. Um, like last year for, I think it was recess. They brought Amine. Yeah. Pretty, oh, yeah. He's yeah, definitely a, a bigger artist to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amine was uh, uh, on Double XL freshman list, so yeah, that's some props right there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I think that's that's going to be really cool. Um, when's your documentary going to come out? Um, so right now I'm aiming for, I'm going to say like mid of March is when I'm going to be releasing it. Mid-March, yeah. Uh, YouTube, Vimeo, what are you thinking? I'm thinking Vimeo is, is probably where I'm going to re- release it, as well as probably YouTube, honestly. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, Vimeo is great for people that do care about fidelity and the highest quality, this and that. Yeah. But the only thing is that it's just not mainstream appeal, you right. know? You, unfortunately, you have to condense everything into this sort of like mush, this compressed mush, if you want it to be given to everybody to see and taken in and consumed and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, that's cool, though. That's sick. Um, are you going to be talking about any other fronts of the music industry in Kelowna at all? Uh, like there's a big metal scene here. And then um, there used to be a big hardcore punk scene around here. I'm not really sure where that went. I think that's all moved to Vancouver now at this point. Right. Um, but are you exploring other avenues there as well? Um, I honestly really considered it. Um, even like underground rap, I really considered. Yeah. Because there are so many artists here that really <laughs> deserve to be kind of like put in the spotlight and be able to talk about what they're doing 100 percent. tell me about it man yeah um i think honestly that'd be a really cool idea for like a separate documentary yeah um and it, i'm gonna be around Kelowna for a little while here so right i honestly might 
just end up doing that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you could get any rappers from Kelowna to be on there, who would you want to get? Um, honestly, Indigo is really cool. Yeah, I yeah. I work, work on the video with him. He's a super cool guy. Uh, super nice. Yeah, you did a music video with him. Yeah. Yeah. When's that going to come out? Um, I'm honestly not too sure. Um, I know Sterling is editing it. Right. So it's mostly up to him. Yeah. Um, I haven't talked to him since then, but I'm super excited to see it. Yeah, you know, um, Indigo posted some previews on his Instagram story, and I think it turned out really well. It looked really good. The editing re- looked really sick. Awesome. When it comes to like your social media strategy, right? Mm-hmm. You don't really have much of a like a like a huge presence on there. You keep your Instagram profile on private, right? Your YouTube channel has only got one subscriber with right. like fifty something uh, subscribe views on the one video, yeah. which looked really good. You know, your 2018 reel looked really good, mm-hmm. but I'm just sort of like, why keep it so low key if you keep on getting work done? I mean, and especially since you've done a music video that's got over a million views already, like why keep it so low key? Um, I don't know, honestly, like my kind of view towards social media for me, like right now is just keep it kind of personal. Okay. Um, but definitely for the future, I do want to end up putting a lot more projects on there and kind of pushing what I'm doing a lot more, if that makes any sense. Okay. Um, I definitely have plans for the future for doing a lot more than just videos as well. Yeah. Um, like recently, I've been kind of dipping into like fashion a little bit. Oh, okay. Um, and I'm gonna, going to be, end up going to uh, Vancouver Fashion Week to film um, that for, for that week. And I'm super excited for that. It's going to be super fun. Oh, sick. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do with Fashion Week? Um, so I'm going to be doing a video for, um, there's a girl, Ocean. She has like a fashion line from Kelowna here. Right. And I'm doing a video for her to kind of promote her her line. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also going to Vancouver to film for her, kind of like the walk that she has going on there. Right. Okay. So when you say you're getting into fashion a little bit more, mm-hmm. um, what do you mean by that? Just mostly documenting fashion shoots or what do you mean by that? I mean, honestly, my, my biggest goal would be to be able to make like, my own kind of collection of clothes, honestly, and be able to release something like that. Because I feel like fashion is such a, an interesting kind of creative field. Really? Yeah. What about what about it interests you so much? It seems so uh, left field. <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely is. Like, I mean, the coolest thing about it is that there's really no restraints to what you can do. True. Yeah, very um, true. And like being able to to project like your own kind of views onto fashion mm-hmm. and have that translated to other people is so interesting to me. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I have some ideas about fashion as well, but I just don't know how to implement it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just have no idea where to even begin. Yeah, definitely. But that's sick. Uh, so when it comes to you and fashion, are you planning on designing your own shirts, your own pants, uh, maybe some dresses? I was honestly <laughs> thinking mostly like shirts to begin with. <laughs> Okay. Um, but I'm not too sure. I'm honestly not too sure. I'm kind of on the fence about it. Right. Um, like for right now, film, film is definitely kind of where I have to put myself. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I see that. I see that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you were saying, by the way, that in your, well, I think it was, well, it was before our interview, but you have about, it's a one and a half year program yep. that you were telling me. Um, now, are you are you almost done here? Or are you going until the summertime? Um, so we finish um around the end of march is when okay. we're done right um yeah and then what do you plan on doing after that after that um i'm kind of up in, up in the air and what i want to do honestly i'm thinking i might end up moving to vancouver to mm-hmm. work there yeah um that would honestly be really nice just because it's such a big city center and full of like creative people yeah um it's definitely a, a big pond to jump into but I think it'd be really fun. 
Yeah, 100%. I mean, that's what a lot of filmmakers do when they move on from Cato or they move on from OC or they move on from whatever. Um, they often do go to Vancouver because there's just so much more opportunity there. But the thing mm -hmm. about it is that in Kelowna, there's a lot of opportunity here as well, right? Yeah. Like we have the film factory and in the film factory, we have so many teams working on films on there independently or even through major studios, right? Yeah. Um, one of my friends, uh, Jesse... Jesse Nelson, he actually works as a assistant director um, in like films with Nicolas Cage and stuff like that, you know, which mm -hmm. is crazy. Like to think about that in Kelowna is pretty sick. I think I know Jesse, actually. You know Jesse? I think I do. How do you know Jesse? Um, for one of the short films we were doing, um, we had to rent out film equipment from them. Yeah. And I think I remember seeing him there. I think oh. he was one of the guys that we talked to. Oh, okay. Because Jesse doesn't work at the film factory, okay. just to clarify. Okay. Um, Jordan is somebody that works at the film factory. Who's that? Might be who I'm thinking of. Yeah, I Jordan. Jordan's also a really good guy. He's also worked with Jesse. Um, yeah, Jordan's awesome. <laughs> Such a cool place. I really like the film factory. They got something really interesting going on there. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I think they have some. They um, Kelly and. I don't remember what the other guy's name is, but the people that created the film factory totally capitalized on something wonderful. They're doing a great job at the film factory. Definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. By the way, I wanted to ask you, so with your, what, with your social media presence being a little low key right now and you, but you have awesome potential with your filmmaking, what, what, and, and you're, and you're potentially wanting to get into fashion. What did you want to get out of this interview, by the way? Um, Honestly, I just wanted to kind of come on and just talk to you about just different ideas, honestly. Right. I think this is one of the coolest things that Kelowna has going for it right now. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, man. Um, and it's really cool just to be able to, to talk to somebody who has the same interest in me and kind of connecting with different creative people. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that, you know? Yeah. I think that's a really cool thing. Um, well, I think it's re really cool that you see For the Culture Canada that way. Um, I do plan on expanding it way beyond Kelowna, way beyond Vancouver. I want to make it much bigger than that. And so, um, and so, um, I appreciate that, man. Um, I think it'd be really, I think it's very, very cool to connect with people like you because you know what? If somebody likes your work, I can instantly say, hey, I have this guy, Drake. He does really cool work. He's got clearly, um, a great taste in what he does so yeah message him and i'll and i can link people to you which is awesome i i love doing this kind of thing because i can meet people like you can i and i can understand your process and i can understand who you are and why you want to do the things that you do so i i think it's great man yeah definitely yeah um in terms of uh, oh yeah by the way just because I, I like gear talking about gear and stuff what do you shoot with um, so at our school, uh, we mostly shoot on Canon cameras. Okay. But we recently just got a like a Blackmagic. Um, it's a 4K camera. Oh, sick! It's super nice. It's one of the nicer cameras that we've used. Yeah. Um, and it's it's super nice. Do you have your own gear? Um, as of right now, I don't. Oh, I see. I've mostly just been renting out like the school's gear, right. using theirs, right? Um, which is another like great aspect to going to school there. Oh, 100 percent. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you? Um what 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 do you want for for a camera um well black magic has like a pocket cinema which is basically like a, like a really small um camera that shoots 4k super high um frame rate super nice camera honestly sick that'd be kind of like the the ideal camera for right now yeah 
Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, it, I mean, to have something high quality and very compact is the ideal right now, which yeah. is kind of why iPhones make so much sense for filmmaking and photography nowadays. Yeah, definitely. Isn't that wild? I mean, it's you, so easy just to pack it in your pocket and just run around <laughs> with it, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it's so crazy. I, I love that I can use my iPhone to do all sorts of different things. I can take pictures, some pictures that look just as good as my SLR camera. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, given that... Uh, bokeh and all that aside if you don't have like an iphone 10 it's still a good camera definitely yeah yeah uh but yeah that's sick um let me see here oh yeah i wanted to ask you uh what's 21.4 studios so that was a little project that i kind of started off like when i first started school um that was kind of my idea of posting all of my like film stuff underneath that kind of banner if that makes any sense yeah that was kind of like the the social media kind of platform that i wanted to put everything under I see. Um, and then have my personal stuff kind of separate from that. Okay. Um, but at this point, I've kind of just melded everything together. Right. Um, and I'm kind of just still thinking of how I want to kind of portray myself, honestly. Why not just Drake Richardson, man? That's that's what I'm doing now. Honestly, that's in, in school, we're working on our website and we're kind of putting together a portfolio and all that kind of stuff. And that's kind of what I'm just going with. I think that makes the most amount of sense because all you do is you just look up your name and boom, everything is there. Exactly. If that's all you're about, then why put a different label to it? You know, it just gives, if if you think about it like this, imagine say an employer going up to you, right? They're going on your social media and they all of a sudden they click your name and it's not any film related stuff at all. It's just like, Hey, here's a selfie that I took. Here's this and that. Yeah. It's one more click for them. If you have a link in your bio, to your video page uh, to see all of your work. So why not just keep it simple and be like, hey, this is all my video work on my name, on my page. It's way less work for everybody else to see what you're doing. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. And also uh, potential partners in the future, you know, uh, will love to see that when they see your name, it's like, oh, wow, Drake's a filmmaker. That's super sick. That <laughs> makes him stand out to everybody else. <laughs> yeah. Um, let me see. I don't really have very much else to really ask you. I think I went through all of my notes here. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of tricky to sort of, it's sort of tricky to just sort of um, do a ton of research on you when there's just not very much out there. Literally, man. yeah. I've definitely kept myself a little bit more low-key than most people. Yeah. Um, but I mean, in the future, I definitely want to push like projects that I'm working on. Right. Um, yeah. I mean... I've definitely kind of made myself difficult to research in that, in that <laughs> sense. I mean, that's what I want to see, man. I want to see you kind of be out there just sort of like, hey, this is what I'm doing. Because, you know, it makes it sort of, it makes sense to see people working on something, right? Mm-hmm. It makes for potential employers or potential clients in the future say, hey, yeah, this guy's got some really cool stuff. I'd love to work with him in the future. It'll keep a checklist in their head, just sort of like Drake Richardson. Got some good stuff. It's yeah, definitely like for film, it's definitely valuable. And I would say this for like any creative field to be able to market yourself. Yeah. And kind of make yourself into a brand, if that makes any sense. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. And yeah. just to be able to sell kind of what you offer. Right. Do you think that's, um, do you think that's, uh, something that they should teach in, in Cato and places like that? Like how to market yourself? They definitely should. Like that's definitely one of the bigger aspects. And I mean, we kind of are now with our websites. Right. Um, but as far as like, beyond that there isn't really much education it's mostly just kind of inspiring yourself from other people right say. yeah 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 um what do you what do you think about the i mean it's been a while since i've been in like high school or 
or college at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so what do you think of the education system now? Do you think it's like pretty good or do you think it should be, is it is it advancing at all? Like how, how much is technology being used in all this stuff now? Um, I mean, as far as like college goes, I would say that we're pretty much well advanced. Yeah, well, um, you're at Cato too, so. Yeah, and we, we definitely have all the access that we need to be able to do what we can think of, if that makes any sense. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, but as far as high school goes, I mean, it's been a little while for me. Um, but being like from high school, I never really took any film classes. Right. Other than like my history through film, which is basically just watching classic movies. Yeah. Um, but as far as that goes, I never took like a filmmaking class. I never took anything like that. Right. So I can't really speak on what they offer there. Right. I was just talking about education in general though. In general? So, so so like, uh, you know, um, social studies or math or English or whatever. How's the technology regards to that? Um, I mean, just at the forefront, I love school. Like, okay. If I could choose to just stay in school for the rest of my life, I'd probably do it. (laughs) I mean, you can, you can, you can be a, you could be a, you can get multiple PhDs. That'll probably take you a few lifetimes, actually. That's true. Um, but as far as like technology goes for school, I mean, I would say that it's still so basic and so kind of rudimentary with just textbooks. Yeah. Which honestly isn't the worst thing. Um, but as far as like updating information goes, it's definitely a little bit behind. Yeah. I mean, I frankly felt frustrated through technology or sorry, the lack of technology when I was in school, man, Mm -hmm. even, you know, I was in college a couple of years ago doing say accounting. Right. And the thing about it is that just the way that my brain works, I found it hard to, um, do accounting on, paper because it's not immediate feedback like software in a computer would be right it was especially frustrating for me because guess get this man in in classes my professors would say to me like oh yeah you know what the thing about this is that unfortunately you're you're (laughs) if you become an accountant your job might be taken over by artificial intelligence and i'm just like then why the (laughs) fuck are we here and i'm like why are we using paper in what job are you going to ever use paper for accounting are you crazy and it pissed me off i was i was like we could use software we could use software and all of this would be just so much more simple it would also allow you to be it would help you understand what the workforce is like and it pissed me off man i i I think that technology is so underutilized i think that in education we could use more technology to take care of that kind of thing it would it would make people like me (laughs) at least do better in school because like i i just get so like my eyes would glaze over when there's a pencil and paper and you're like yeah we're gonna pretend we're in 1973 (laughs) learn how to do accounting with a balance sheet (laughs) yeah yeah but um anyway anyway that's just i'm just me uh, that's just me (laughs) venting (laughs) um yeah i i think that the education system needs to be revamped yeah i mean there's definitely like flaws to it for sure yeah i definitely agree with you on that yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't really have very much else to really uh, say here. Um, do you have any questions for me at all? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, I'm kind of wondering, like, what's your stance on like the Kelowna music scene right now? Oh, okay. That's a that's a really good question. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so when it comes to the Kelowna music scene, um, it's very much sort of like clearly there's a segment of house music, right? And that's often, as far as I can tell, I'm not into house music, but um, I can, I, 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 it looks like it's mostly dominated by Broken Future um, and Stun Music, right? Yep. Those guys run that right now in places like Sapphire 
And when it comes to hip hop, hip hop is really coming, like really coming through. You know, the thing is, I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure if it's because I'm just in it now that I see how abundant it is. Yeah. But it just sort of seemed like it all started to come through when I was, um, it just all really seemed to come through when I started to get into it. But like I said, I, I, I don't know if it was like there, I'm obviously it was there before. Cause we had, I think it was, uh, I think one of the dudes from swollen members, uh, was from Kelowna or something like that. And then okay. we also had like Mercules from Vancouver and stuff like that. Um, I, I think that the, I don't, I don't remember what the company they're based off of is, but it's like Effin and Fant and all those guys. Yeah. Like that, like that's obviously like a Kelowna thing or something related to Alberta or BC or something. But anyway, I think the music scene is really cool. I think it's really um, abundant. There used to be, uh, see, a lot of people wouldn't know this uh, that listen to the podcast, but I actually used to grow up with my brother listening to a lot of metal and hardcore punk music. And so I used to go to tons of metal shows, right? Um, I remember when uh, there's a a, um, bakery board shop in Rutland, right? What was going on, what was super sick about it is that there would be um, like, it's a skate shop in the front and then yeah. there'd be a bunch of uh bowls and vert uh like quarter pipes and stuff in the back and they would often have metal shows there we went there for halloween it was so sick i dressed up with this uh i dressed up as like a black metal dude with black metal pa- uh, like corpse paint on my face yeah and like long black hair and like this and this like red robe and i looked like a satanist it was so sick <laughs> and uh man i just remember the sh- the music though it just sounded so shitty just because it was so loud all you heard was just <laughs> the entire time with drums in the background yeah um but yeah i think i think uh there's still a lot of metal out there but the same style isn't there anymore um yeah, but um let me see i think it i think it's really sick i think we need to have more musicians i think um there's a lot of really good indie bands out here as well um people like postmodern connection obviously and um oh there's on the tip of my tongue what are they called what are they called i got it a guy i know named ollie is in this band people uh, <laughs> i don't remember what they're called <laughs> speakeasy that's it it's okay. speakeasy yeah speakeasy is also really good uh, there's a lot of really good bands out there right yeah there's a lot of really good bands um there's obviously a lot of good rap out here nate and edge are one of my favorite rappers those two are like such sick rappers man those guys are great songwriters um yeah there's a lot of good people out here man i think it's i think it's awesome mm-hmm. uh you're probably uh getting some notes down for uh for your documentary here yeah definitely yeah yeah no i think it's really cool man um yeah, there's a lot of good musicians out there. Lots of different variety too. A lot of country out here. Yeah. There's a lot of um there's a lot of acoustic singer songwriter stuff as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that's a big scene around here, but that's just because a lot of people have acoustic guitars at home. So mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly, that's like probably one of like my favorite things to do, kind of like just when I'm free, is just to go onto like SoundCloud or Spotify and just find like smaller artists that have basically like zero following. And just to find, like, there's so many, like, high-quality artists out there that have no following. Mm-hmm. And just to kind of support them, like, and tell them to keep doing what they're doing. Because, I mean, at some point, they're definitely going to hit some sort of, like, point where they're like, all right, this is what I'm going to pursue. And I think I'm doing something, like, right here. Yeah. And, I mean, that's it's so rewarding just to be able to find, like, artists that are, you know, smaller, I would say. It and, is. And to realize, like, oh, man, this is somebody who is doing something super cool, but nobody else knows about it yet if yeah that makes any sense 
True, true. Because the thing is, um, you you eventually then become a tastemaker. If you find somebody really sick and you start putting them out there and then they blow up, then it's like, uh, and you keep on doing that consistently, you start getting this, uh, like you end up getting a uh, tastemaker reputation and that's a good reputation to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's sick. That's really, really cool. Um, also, when they're smaller, they'll be just so ecstatic about uh, connecting with you, right? They'll be just so grateful and thankful for the opportunity that it's there. It's 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 awesome to speak to them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's great. Um, yeah, man, that 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 was a great question. Um, yeah, the, there's a really good metal scene out here too. There's just all sorts of really good variety out here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, music is so interesting. It's like. It's almost like it like follows like different trends like in, like mainstream especially like it follows different trends and like right now I would say like electronic is definitely kind of coming back I would say yeah I, I could see that I mean yeah I could see that a little bit it's not really like dubstep or anything but no yeah definitely like I would say like on like super popular albums like even if you look at like an Ariana Grande album there's definitely a lot like of like sounds that are a lot more electronic if that makes any sense yeah well yeah 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 um thank you nest thank you next had like a lot of synths on there and everything yeah it was very but it was also really like ambient too you can tell she was going through to me sweetener and thank you next seem almost like two sides of the same coin right Mm -hmm. sweetener was sort of like a lot more positive and poppy whereas uh thank you next was a little more obviously she's then dealing with every single thing that she was going through yeah yeah um did you 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 obviously listen to the album um not that much to be honest with you no okay honestly i have a hard time with like a lot of mainstream albums like going from top to bottom i feel like a lot of them are so like there's just too many songs on most albums now i would say oh yeah 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 yeah. you know why they're doing that isn't it like mostly just for streaming yeah exactly it's mostly because they want to get as many streams as they could Mm -hmm. so like they don't necessarily care for the quality of the songs but the more that there is the more people will go through the album trying to find something good yeah right uh and it's it just bumps their numbers up which is uh, honestly a shitty trend i would rather have i think what kanye did with Mm -hmm. um you know last summer yeah by releasing like seven albums and each of them had like seven songs i think that was way smart i thought that was a really good way to go because honestly um it's just i'd rather listen to like a a seven song album like five times over rather than like a 19 song album once yeah that's true yeah that's just my stance on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the all the music that I've released, the the albums that I've had have always been like six or seven songs. I just I don't know, I just prefer it that way. It's a it's a really clean listen through and it's uh and uh you you comb out all the bullshit. Yeah, that's true. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. But um yeah, I, I, I don't really have very much else to say for you, man. Um right. thank you so much for being a part of the interview. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um do you have any last words for the people out there? Um Honestly, just uh, keep an eye out. I'm going to have the documentary coming out pretty soon. Sure. Super excited for that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. Yeah, keep an eye out for that. That'll come out in March. And uh, thanks for coming on the show, man. I appreciate your time. Definitely. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And thank you for everybody to listen thank you f- to everybody for listening to the podcast i appreciate all the supporters and all the people that uh, i see out in person and everybody that messages me online i, I love it it's fantastic thank you so much and uh, i appreciate all of your time it's so amazing and i'm very grateful for this opportunity for to do all this for you uh i, I love it 100 percent. and if you love the show i would appreciate it if you went over to apple podcasts and 
gave us a five-star rating and left a review about what you like about the show. It would really help me out a lot. And if you want to personally DM me um, about anything regarding to the show, totally, totally cool. I would love to see what your feedback is. And um, yeah. Uh, oh, and one thing, share this interview or share any interview with one person that you know that you think would like it. That would be awesome. Anyway, I'm going to go now. Have a great day, y'all. See ya. See ya.